0: TED Audio Collective.
1: Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called Writer's Block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in
0: seconds thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction.
1: Now I can say bye bye to Writer's Block.
0: Ask your boss if Canva Magirite is right for you at Canva.com, designed for work. Hey, and welcome back to Conversations with People Who Hate Me. I'm your host, Dylan Marin. As you know, I'm interested in figuring out the story behind negative online comments, and more importantly, the full three-dimensional humans who wrote them. Some of these comments can be very intense. I've spoken to people who have called me a piece of shit, a moron, a talentless hack, and yes, a faggot. I've moderated calls between pairs of strangers who have sent and received some very charged words too, like you should be burned at the stake or I hope you're eaten alive by a pack of wild dogs. But, as listeners of this show know, I'm also fascinated by the less intense digital interactions that still manage to stick with us. Comments like, that person is annoying, tweets like you're a hypocrite, or even the silent act of being unfriended. These more tame instances of online negativity aren't overtly hateful, but when we receive or experience them, it can feel like hate, especially when it's coming from a stranger. But today's comment isn't hateful. And today's guest is not a stranger. In fact, I'd now call him a friend. In the fall of my freshman year of high school, months before MySpace came around, a year and a half before the dawn of Facebook, and four years before Twitter asked us to share what we were thinking in 140 characters or less, I came across the very first negative thing to ever be written about me online. In this sacred time before digital communication changed us forever, kids in my high school would make online quizzes about themselves as a way to test how well their fellow classmates knew them. And one day, I found a quiz made by one of the most undeniably popular and beloved kids in my grade, a guy named Carl. One question on Carl's quiz asked, who's the funniest person in our grade? And there were four options. One, the correct answer, was Carl himself. And I was shocked to learn that another option was me. But next to my name, parenthetically, it read, "'Cause he look funny." And this felt horrible. I had no idea, of course, that nearly 17 years later, I'd be 31 episodes into a podcast that would explore this exact feeling, that I'd be connecting the authors of such comments to the recipients of them. This all happened 16 months before the term podcasting was even invented by a guy named Ben Hammersley in the article Audible Revolution that The Guardian would publish in February of 2004. And yes, I had to look that one up. On the big sociological scale, it was a different time for us as humans. And on the small scale, it was different for me as an individual human too. I was an insecure kid grappling with body image issues and figuring out how I was going to come out of the closet. I now know that this isn't unique at all, but experiencing it at the time in isolation was unbearable. So to read that the most beloved, charismatic kid in the grade called me funny-looking, it sucked. Now, Carl and I became friendlier over the years, but never really got to know each other. We never spoke about the quiz, and we didn't keep in touch after graduation. So, a year ago, I invited Carl over to my apartment to reconnect. We ended up having a really lovely chat about who we are today and who we were 15 years ago when the comment was first written. It felt great. So, here is Carl. Hi! Oh my god, look at you! (laughs) You. Good to see you, man. it's so good to see you oh, off yeah. the internet it? it's truly been since graduation yeah well wow. good to see you oh it's me god. same guy you look amazing i lost some weight oh my god <laughs> <laughs> wow. after some nice friendly catch-up we settled into the microphones is it good all right okay all right, great Thank you. so like i said super conversational so, hi, Carl.
1: Hello, Dylan. How are you? What's, what's going on?
0: I haven't seen you since graduation.
1: Uh, yeah, it's been a long time. What, 12 years? Yeah. yeah.
0: A lot has happened.
1: Yeah. A lot. I'm about to be 30. Oh, my God. 30-30. This is wild, but I
0: feel like I remember your birthday.
1: You really remember things. Yeah. That's a see, skill. Okay,
0: this I is, forgot this,
1: my birthday tired. But
0: that's so funny. I don't know why. Like, we- yeah. Okay. So we graduated yep. high school in 2006. So 2006. that is. Well, you just brought it up. I remember things. And I yes. don't know why, but I have vividly remembered <laughs> this totally insignificant thing that wow. when I've since brought it up to people, they're like, that's not a big deal. That's yeah. you. Wow. You are holding on to that. But I remember that. So we were in ninth grade, and this was like, way pre-social media, right? Right. This is like Twitter wasn't even
1: like- I think we were on MySpace?
0: MySpace wasn't even around yet. This was 2002. So it was AIM. AIM was like the online forum we were used to.
1: Like dial up internet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Um, So AIM was our big thing. And I also remember people were posting like friend quizzes, like how well do you know me? You know, Mm -hmm. like, my what is my favorite color? Option A, option B, option C, option D. So I'm going to share my memory of you in high school, which is that you came in just, like, burning with charisma. Like, you were just, like, the coolest person, and everyone thought you were great. But we weren't friends at the beginning of freshman year. Right. Because I was not cool. <laughs> I was I you you were like the cool charismatic kid in a time when it is rare to have like fully formed charisma and you had that and I was super insecure and so I just thought you were cool but we didn't speak. And so I saw on your quiz and again this is like my obsessive memory coming in but on on your quiz I remember there was a question of who's the funniest person in the grade and there were four options and i was on there but next to it it said cuz he looks funny and i so i've clearly never forgotten that and I, do you remember that at all
1: Um slightly i yeah. i would be lying if i say i remember it fully but I, uh-huh. it sounds like something i yeah. would do so yeah.
0: well i anyway so i Reached out to you because you know, last week, <laughs> last week on a tear. Um, I reached out to you and I wanted to have you on this podcast, not because it's hateful and I think it's important to kind of identify that it isn't. Oh, sure. Um, and it's very different from other things that I get on the internet, but because that was my first time ever reading something negative about me online in this kind of like divorced space from like I am it's not like you I overheard you saying that. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I saw someone had written it and it was posted in this digital. I gotta world. put my name to it. Yeah. 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 So um that's my memory of it. What is your memory of it?
1: I mean um well because I have no real memory of it um, <laughs> right. based on, you know, yeah what you just detailed. Um I'm going to say maybe, you know, from what I hear, it sounds very twofold. Um, Mm. I think that, you know, know, part of all the charisma that you detailed and things like that, one of my main, main um, characteristics that people associate to me all the time Mm -hmm. is my leadership qualities. Mm. And one of the main things of that is, you know, including everyone. Mm. I feel like I've always tried to include everyone Hmm. um and and have a group concept um Mm -hmm. you know even from watts and Mm -hmm. all those things Mm -hmm. um i literally brought together a group of 15 to 20 people to believe in one thing which was as superficial as four letters put together with stars in between them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm um so all and you know we wrote that out till till the last day. <laughs> yeah. So for um,
0: many for the many listening who don't know what Watts is, take us through it.
1: We are the. Sh-
0: yeah, you're allowed to say that. Shit <laughs> on, um, on the podcast.
1: It was just like my high school group, man, yeah. and it was just everything to us. Um, we just we just aligned with it, and it was like a fraternity. Um, you know when you go to a private school. And you're a a young black male. There just aren't too many people that look like you in that school. Um, So it was just um, a way for us to just familiarize ourselves in a not familiar space.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting too, right? Because I think there's that dynamic of um,
1: when I read this, you had all the power. I mean, one hundred percent, I mean, and, and because it was it wasn't even power, it was more so influence. What that showed me was at a young age, I had influence. you know what I mean? Yeah. I had people who walked up to me and said, Carl, I have no confidence, and now they're throwing up this sign, and they're a part of this group that breeds confidence right. in the, in the essential words of uh, what it means, we are the shit. Mm-hmm. So if you associate with this group. Mm. you are essentially saying that you are the shit mm. <laughs> 100% yeah. so you know someone you know who's walking around timid, soft spoken, beta personality if i take a liking to you mm-hmm. all of a sudden you yeah. know those might not be your traits yeah.
0: yeah well what i what i guess i'm trying to get at here is that when i read that through whatever aim profile it was posted on i felt like shit just because you are you were the shit, you know? Um and you were you were and I think it's fair to say you were like the top dog in our grade.
1: Right. I mean, thank yeah, you. Just- thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. You were um, but I, I, I always try to do it in a very um humble approach. And that's why this one kind of bothered me a little bit. I really feel like I put you there because there was a positive association to that as well. Really, one hundred percent. I huh. just feel like there was a. I was still in my psychological development. Yeah. So I didn't really articulate it in the best way I could have.
0: Huh. I guess you're saying you meant it in a in a positive way.
1: <coughs> yeah. Um. I, I'm yes. Yeah, I guess the only thing is because I I don't feel like I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but I don't feel like I had troll in me. Yeah. Um, I don't think I used it in a very negative sense like that. So I feel like when I put your name in that, it was a very, very cognitive response. It was a very articulated, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, like it was a measure. Was a hmm. measure action.
0: So Carl's mic just cut out there, but he said it was a very measured
1: action. And because I felt like um, you were a leader in your own right how um, so i felt like i mean 150 percent. you know everyone has insecurities so you know the man that you saw that had all that confidence that you know you thought was just alpha dog had his own insecurities as well you know what i'm saying yeah, and I, that was always my insecurities yeah have always been with women um 150 so <laughs> percent. so here here's this kid who essentially is half my size um, t-
0: me, you mean? Yes.
1: Um, Dylan um, <laughs> you know yeah. Half my size. Um, you know, your voice is high now, so we could only imagine what his voice sounded like 15 it years was, ago. right?
0: It was high. Uh, it was
1: high. Um, you had more metal in your mouth than teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, all those things. But every single girl in our grade, above our grade, the 11th grade, the 12th grade, loved this kid. Loved this kid, Dylan, and I don't even think I knew in ninth grade that you were gay. To be completely honest with you, no, and or if you even did,
0: I did. You did. I I just think you. So I don't think your comment hurt me because it felt like you were making fun of me for being gay at all. It what it just hurt me because I had insecurities too. But I and I think that's that's what I'm most interested in talking about. Right, like who were you in ninth grade like what were the some of those insecurities
1: in ninth grade I was a kid who always um was told that I mean in the, just in the context of girls um no, just yeah or like in the,
0: or just anything because you you just and, said like I had my own insecurities
1: in ninth grade um I was just always I, in ninth grade who I was as a person I was just determined to succeed um I've always been doubted. So I kind of knew this position I was in, and I just 100% just wanted to go into that situation and dominate it. Um mm. I feel like my alpha personality was already created, my competitiveness was already created from my scholarship program in sixth grade so the 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 knowingness to achieve and just having people around you that are kind of going after the same thing that you want, you know you can't have you can't have two dogs in a cage or one bowl of food. Mm. So, um, that's kind that was kind of my mentality going into ninth grade, go into that shit and fuck it up. Mm. Um, and that, that means get A's, you know, make friends, you know, leave a legacy, whatever it is. And that's what you kind of saw manifesting yourself. Um, and I mean, I was 15, so I made mistakes, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't always do. we all did. Right. And, you know, you, you look funny may have been one, but I do feel like it was it was said with a purpose.
0: You identified the fact that the girls loved me, right? Whoa. Well,
1: but how did that feel? That's an understatement.
0: Well, how did that feel?
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's crushing to a person like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you look in the mirror every day. You're like, oh, I'm so handsome. I'm this shit. I'm this, this, and this. But every girl's hanging out with Dylan, who's like walking around with his head down.
0: That's so funny because just just so you know, not that you're from the outside, I see that. Yeah. But all I wanted was like guy friends.
1: That's crazy. And yeah. I didn't
0: have any, right? right? And also there was just, we need to say it, there were no out gay kids. No. In the school.
1: And, and, and the girls aligned with you. They sympathized mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. But it was like tough. You know what I'm saying? It was just, just yeah. from my perspective.
0: Yeah. But, but was, I always yeah.
1: respected you as a leader. That's so 100%. Like, funny. you just always rode your own ship. I always, I like people like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I just like people that, like, that march to the beat on their own drum.
0: Right. You were talking about insecurities, and I want to share with you my insecurities in ninth grade, but would you mind, like, articulating what your insecurities were?
1: I mean, um, yeah, 100%. Um. Stay right there. We'll be right back.
0: Before we continue, I just want to say thanks for being here. Also, you can be on this show, too. Has someone said something negative about you online, or maybe you've said something negative about someone else? Either way, after this episode is over, go to www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com where you can fill out a guest form. And if you don't want to be on this show, that is totally cool. I appreciate you just the same. Maybe consider telling a friend about this show. Word of mouth has brought this podcast around the world, so your recommendation goes a long way. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Would you mind like articulating what your insecurities were?
1: I mean, um, yeah, 100%. Um, I was always a big kid. Um, I was always probably, I think I went in, if I remember, I, you know, my high school physical was like 275, dude, like one at one time, you know. Um, I was just always battling with weight and I never really was subconscious about weight, but other people made me.
0: Mm. You know what I'm
1: saying? Uh, Like, I was always a confident kid. I always preached um, all types of, you know, motivational things to myself. Always knew that I was in charge of my mental health. Mm. But, you know, back to the, you know, women always kind of made me feel like it was a problem. Because Mm. I had always, I always prided myself being an intellectual person. So, you know, I always wrote the letters. I always went out on the... You know, saved up my, my two mm-hmm. pennies, took them to the movies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the older guy with the abs in the car is, mm-hmm. you know, sealing the deal, taking the girl from me, mm-hmm. you know, riding out in the night. And then she's crying to me a week later and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm all set. Mm-hmm. So that story was just kind of just happening over and over again. And I just realized that there was a physical component that I just didn't have. Mm-hmm. I just felt marginalized in that department. Um, so I always admired someone like you who could just connect Um to them in your own way and didn't really care for what other oh. people thought about you. And I just always thought that was awesome.
0: I just want to tell you, I cared so much what people thought about me. I was so
1: insecure. It just didn't seem that way because you know, like you just had like an attitude and you were just kind of yeah. like defiant and, and just neither, like, oh. But neither did you. I, <laughs> for
0: those at home, <laughs> Carl just did an action that <laughs> I would like to be who I was. Um, So I I just want to be transparent about where I was coming from and the reason that comment like hit hard for me about looking funny. And now I understand that we were kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum on this. Exactly. But I was, I was like eating disordered then, and I was like,
1: Were you like a chubby kid trying to get into a skinny frame? No, I was.
0: I was already like in seventh grade. I was just like normal seventh grade kid, chubby. Yeah but my parents were also going through a divorce at the time and so i threw myself into like this very unhealthy calorie counting over exercising phase so um this is this is not um clearly this is not said to to make you feel bad this is just like i want you to know who i was too what you were going through yeah and so i I was, like, so eating disordered. I was, like, counting calories. I was obsessed with losing weight just so that I could, like, kind of feel control. Do you know what I mean? Um, I I hated myself in ninth grade because I wasn't out. I never thought I could come out.
1: I didn't— So you had had known in ninth grade you were gay, but you— Oh, yeah.
0: I knew in ninth grade I was gay. And so— With hearing your perspective that I had like a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> it's All like of them. <laughs> Yeah. But but it's it's funny because I was just like You're just gay. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gay and you <laughs> like me because I'm not putting anything sexual out there. Uh, and what I really wish is that I could connect with a guy because I had no guy friends at the time. I would have loved to have been friends with someone like you. Just friends.
1: No, but I like, mean no, that makes sense. Because- I was
0: intimidated by you because I didn't have the trappings of like quote-unquote normal
1: right right
0: you know you you mentioned this too when you were talking about wants but and only as as much as you want to talk about it but you're also talking about being black in this white private school how did that feel
1: man (laughs) um i'll say this i i enjoyed every single day of it um I don't think I would be as sharp of a human being as I am today in, in this climate if I didn't go through that warfare. You yeah. know what yeah. mental warfare. I mean, it's a completely safe space. You know what I'm saying? Don't take the word for um literal value. But um like you just always gotta be on your toes, man. Like you don't know if uh, if someone twice, you know, is old enough to be your mom or dad is trying to emasculate you right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Trying to Undermine your whole everything, mm. <laughs> everything about you, or you know, if they're trying to give you a, a benefit that you never will ever ever come across ever in your life. You know what I'm saying? You have to literally decipher every single day whether someone's trying to destroy you or take you to a level that you'll never get on your own.
0: <laughs> and what was that? What was that warfare like? Or or in. Whatever I country. mean it's
1: tough. I mean it's like, you know what I mean? Like you know, I just you always you gotta you gotta basically decipher someone's genuineness. You know what I mean? If I went to high school in my neighborhood, no one's genuine. Yeah. How so? <laughs> you just don't trust anybody. Yeah. That's just how we that's just you know what I mean. So when you go into a place a place like a private school, very disarming and it's just as much threatening.
0: Carl's mic just cut out again, but what he said was, and when you go to a place like the private school we went to, it's very disarming and just as
1: much threat. I mean, that's so funny. It's 100% up. disarming. You come in and you're like, oh. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's just like, not at all.
0: That must have shaped all of who, uh, so much of who you were in high school.
1: Man, it, it, that's why I'm pursuing that psychological major, the master that I told you right now. Mm-hmm. I mean... Everything is just some is mental play for me, yeah for me at least yeah um because I assumed that leadership position. you have to understand if I just went to that high school and just lied in the weeds and just you know just kind of just kept my peace and stayed quiet, I wouldn't be in that I wouldn't be in that situation, but the fact that I was who I was, yeah um everything that came with it. You know what I mean? I just always had to make sure I was prepared. I always had to make sure that someone else wasn't smarter than me. Um, You know, someone didn't make a better decision to me in an interpersonary situation, things like that.
0: Yeah. I wish I had gone up to you and said something about it because then we could have had this conversation seven what also, 15 years ago i
1: also you know in hindsight i also wish i just you know change the words a little more because from from what it sounds like it doesn't seem like a it seems like what i detailed was true so mm-hmm. i just wish that i maybe like tweaked the word here or there you know it probably would have led to a whole friendship yeah. where you know this wouldn't be the first time where we were speaking again so.
0: yeah yeah i feel like i i wished i <laughs> you, so, yeah. you were so you were and I are so
1: cool. I tried to I tried I tried to be I just tried to chill with everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean. And um, you know it was funny too because as as I started getting older and older, I just kind of stopped chilling with people more and more or less, and I kind of just became more of an introvert as mm. I graduated. Um, because oh. I just felt like people were sucking my energy. Um, oh. because I had you know came in with that like that wave of charisma that you mentioned in ninth grade by the time i was in 12th grade i was just like dragging my feet why that's just human nature man and you felt like depleted <laughs> i mean it's just it's just what it is you know what to to whom as much much is given um much is required or whatever yeah. the saying goes so yeah. i might, a, I might have fucked on that great yeah. responsibility exactly so it's like you know if if you have a presence like that you know there's days where i i'll be completely flat thinking about you know my dad or my mom or some problems i have like some completely fucking me up yeah and i walk in and then people are looking at me to dance
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i totally get that <laughs>
1: and just like what it's yeah. like you can't have a bad day yeah and you live with that pressure if that's your only thing like You don't got no girls, you know what I'm saying? Everybody just looking at you to be the leader, then you got to do that shit every fucking day. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And that shit gets kind of corny after a while. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you don't come and make me happy, you don't dance for me. Yeah. So then I started taking a reciprocal approach to everything. Yeah. And that's completely changed my whole ideology or framework of how I go about things in the second half of my life.
0: Yeah. Because I we haven't spoken since graduation, but you have a daughter now.
1: She's everything. Tell me about her. She is, in, I mean, she's beautiful. She's my twin. She's my angel. She's everything. I love you, Madison, if you're listening. <laughs> um, Um. Well, you're not. I just imagine, baby, being like podcasts are my shit. (laughs) she's she's great. I'm telling you, she probably. She's a very
0: advanced baby. She's She's listening to podcasts.
1: That's that's, yeah. That's the best thing about her. Um, she's my pride and joy. Um, honestly, I've just been through a lot that I don't really need to detail here. I feel like I already kind of got a little more until I wanted to, but um, Mm -hmm. she's just like my reward. Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. I feel like. Because of all the things that I've been through, that I have not, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I haven't been traumatic, but, um, the things that I've been through, I just feel like when I look at my daughter, she's my reward mm. for, uh, sticking to my game plan. Mm. I feel like that's my, that's God's blessing.
0: Yeah. This is a huge question, but because she's my spitting image. Yeah. And
1: she even has the same cognitive functions as me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
0: that's so weird to see this like being that is you.
1: Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Um, <clears throat> How do you feel? You've changed, evolved since ninth
1: grade. I, I first answer: um, way more aggressive. More um, aggressive. D- disgustingly more aggressive. Yeah. Um, I feel like in ninth grade, I let people dictate things for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and now I dictate things to yeah. people. Um said very respectfully yeah. um it's just something that i pride myself in now yeah. um you know it it takes a certain kind of man to say something and people actually um you know listen yeah. to it and do it you yeah. know what i mean that means you have to be i mean i'm not doing it because i'm hitting people so yeah. you know Um, i'm a father now i have to be authoritative um i i'm a protector yeah um i never really embodied that role I've never really been in love like that uh-huh. um, to really take – I've never been in love to the point where my girlfriend was like my soul, yeah. um, you know, yeah. <clears throat> or anything like that. So I would say now in everything that I got going on in my life and, you know, what I, the changes that I've made, you know, just to what I do every day, who I see every day, um, who gets my time mm. – um, who gets my energy has completely shifted. Mm. Um, I feel like when I was fifteen, I gave myself to everyone mm-hmm. and got nothing back, and I feel like now I give myself to no one and I get everything. That's a. I think great that's a position very, to be in. Yes. Yeah. I feel like if everyone took that stance, we would all be self pre- preserving ourselves.
0: Yeah. Do you regret writing what you wrote?
1: Yes. Um. Simply because I did not—it was a mistake. If my if my true intentions were to just include you and show you respect, then me saying that you look funny was a mistake.
0: And yeah, that's okay. I have to say, I'm grateful that you wrote it because it's great to connect after so many yeah, years. Mean, right right now. That, that that is that yeah. is not regretful. The yeah. fact that we actually yeah. spoke on it. Right? I but mean, this this also is like kind of what i fantasized about as a kid when i was like what if one day like i get to be friends with you (laughs) know like the
1: cool people bro like you know at the end of the day like a conversation can always be had I'm, i'm 30 i plan on being here for a long time
0: and that wraps up season three of conversations with people who hate me thank you so much for listening I'm going to take a few months off from releasing episodes so I can work on my book, which is going to cover how and why I make this podcast, along with some ideas for the future of internet communication. It's called Snowflake. And no, I unfortunately don't have a pre-order link or release date just yet. Don't worry, though. I will be back with brand new episodes in the fall. In the meantime, tell your friends about this podcast. Tell your enemies about this podcast. And if you're feeling up for it and only if it feels safe maybe try having a difficult conversation of your own. If you can't wait until the fall, I have good news because on April 10th, I am doing a live show in New York City where two strangers who clashed online will meet IRL on stage for the very first time. I'm not going to share too many details on the backstory before then, but trust me, it's going to be good. I hope to see you there. Tickets are available at www.conversationswithpeoplewhohate.me.com. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on this show, please visit www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com for more information. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Vale Presents. Vincent Cachione is the sound engineer and mixer. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The brand new logo was designed by Philip Blackowl with a photo by Mindy Tucker. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Adam Cecil and our publicist Megan Larson and as always remember there's a human on the other side of the screen. Ooh, we're racing
1: racing through these dark times and it's hard to take it but we're gonna make it through these dark times make it dark times, make
0: it through these dark times.